0: Hello, my sweet friends. Welcome to the Arc Cake Coach podcast. My name is Christina Revalo. I'm a sugar paste modeling artist, a teacher, a coach for cake artists, cake friend state creative community manager, award winning cake decorator, and representative of international cake competitions. I'm so happy to have you here. If you are a cake artist, a cake enthusiast, or a baker who is seeking some help in anything related, to your time management, social media management, setting your goals for yourself or your business, your mindset towards your business, or even a few hints of how to be part of the international K-community, K-collaboration, and K-competitions, you are in the right place. So welcome to today's episode. Hello, my sweet friend. Welcome to another episode of the Art K-Coach podcast. Hello, my name is Christina. I'm so happy to have you all here today, listening to this episode. That it's uh, it's something very uh, touching but special for me as well. Today, I want to talk to you about something that not only happens to me, and I'm always going to talk about my experience because I'm not here to lecture anyone about anything that I haven't experienced before, but to most of us in the cake decorating world and to all the people that exposes their work and their life online. Yes, I said work and life and we will talk about that as well. When to draw the line between what is personal and what is not personal on social media. But let's begin with why the why behind this episode, how to handle negative comments and feedbacks. I am pro-feedback, but I have to be honest, I fear every bit of it. You have no idea the amount of stress I get after delivering a cake or, or giving away a cake. Even if I know that everything i done, that everything was done the right way, and that for me, that cake is perfect, there is always that component of the client's opinion, uh, the client's expectations. You sometimes can be 100% 100 sure that everything is fine and done, taking into account all the client's ideas and input, but there is always something that may not meet their client's standards. So I always... When I'm waiting for feedback, I mean, you have no idea. It used to be still stressful, not as much as it was before, but um, it is a very stressful part. So I, I not only get stressed making the cake uh, because I, I hold myself... Uh, into a high standard while I'm doing the cake. Like everything has to be good. Everything has to be perfect. All the right ingredients, the texture of the cake, everything has to be good. Uh, but also when I deliver that cake, is did I meet my client's expectations? Did he like it? Did he or she, whoever liked it? Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe it, it was for kids and the kids had a different opinion. I don't know. So it's a part that, I I dread is a part that I don't like. It gets very stressful, but I am pro-receiving feedbacks. It's the only way you can evaluate if what you're doing, it's right or or wrong. If you need to change something, if you need to improve in anything. Um, And I have to tell you, I've had a lot of crazy clients... And it's funny because one of the things I'm going to say in this episode is not to talk bad about your clients, but (laughs) let's say these are anecdotes. And this happened many years ago, but uh, I've been doing this for 15 years. Actually, this week, this week that this episode is airing is going to be the 15th year anniversary of my of me baking cakes and doing cake decoration. So along these 15 years, and I'm sure you can relate about this, We have, I have had a lot of stories. I think if we sit down, any of you from the cake community and me, we can sit down, we can create a book just with anecdotes and, and episodes with our clients. I remember having a client that called me actually already talking bad about other colleagues because they never meet their expectations. That should have been a red flag. That should have been like, "Hmm, maybe this person, uh, nobody meets this this person's expectations anyway. Uh, And she wanted a pink cake. She wanted a pink cake. Okay, so I made a pink cake. And she called me later to say that the shade of the pink was not a shade that she loved, was not a shade of pink, it was pink, I mean, there's a lot of shades of pink, but she never gave me a specific shade of pink, but that shade of pink was not of her liking, and uh, she was like, I will never ask you to do a cake again, because that's not the shade of pink that I wanted, I was like, oh, okay, thank you, don't ask me for another cake, because I don't know what to say, say, what, did it taste bad, no, it was delicious, The decoration was not up to your standards. No, it was perfect. Uh, It was, I think it was for her daughter. Did your daughter like, oh, she loved it. Uh, Did it look okay with the theme of the party? Oh, yes, perfectly. But that's not the shade of pink that I wanted. So you can get all these crazy feedbacks that the cake is too dry or is too wet that uh, maybe they specify, I want a very, you know, moist cake and you make a very moist cake. And then they tell you it was too moist. It wasn't that moist. They wanted fresh fruit. I don't use fresh fruit. uh, So I recommend, I don't know, maybe a jam. And uh, when they get back to use like that jam is not the jam that I expected. I don't know. And when we, things that you talk about with the clients, and sometimes they come back with this crazy, uh, feedbacks and you're like, okay, what, what should I do? So we meet a lot of clients with different expectations and we get a lot of feedbacks. Sometimes the craziest things come up, but sometimes our feedback, they really get into our skin, you know, under our skin It's like, Oh, I don't know why I just can't handle this. And, um, And that is what I'm talking about today, about dealing with those negative reviews that really get under our skin. So waiting for the client's feedback is nerve-wracking. It has been nerve-wracking for me always. In my personal experience, I don't know if it's a cultural phenomenon of where I live. I live in, in Portugal or... If it is a thing everywhere, let me know in the comments if you if it happens to you. But uh, if they don't say anything after the, after the cake, it's because everything is fine. And they come back a year later and they said, oh, remember I asked you for a cake last year? It was awesome. It was delicious. You never told me anything. And uh, so if they say nothing, it's because the cake was fine. If they give you a positive feedback, is because you really exceed their expectations. Even if the comment doesn't seem to be like, wow, but if they say, oh, if they take the time after the party to say, wow, the cake was good, was because you really exceed their expectation. And if it was bad, if there's something they didn't like, oh, that will tell, that will tell you right away, like next day, the same day of the party if necessary, but, uh, like I said, that's I don't know if it's that's everywhere, but where I live, that's that's what happens. Um, but well, at the end of the day, it is a business. People is entitled to their own opinions, and uh, listening to critiques is important to improve. I I, I truly believe that. Um, not getting in the, I'm not gonna get in the topic of how rude people can be. That is out of my hands of our hands, because I mean, people can give you negative feedbacks in a positive way. They can, they can tell you things in order to improve. depends on how, but people can be rude. Clients can be rude. And it's not just with cakes with anything. Um, but one thing that I realized is I cannot control the level of rudeness of other people. What I can control, however, is how I feel about the opinion, and that is the reason for this episode, because I cannot control what other people say. I cannot control how other people say it, but once I assume I have the control over how I feel, that's when things start to change. And as always, my sweet, sweet friends, this episode and this podcast is brought to you by my online school, the Art Cake School. It's a school dedicated to sugar paste modeling, cake decoration, gelatin art, and coaching for cake artists. You can enroll in three different versions. You can enroll for free in the free subscription plan where you will have access to some of my tutorials and videos. Uh, You can also enroll either on the basic plan or on the premium plan where you will have access to my paid classes. And on the premium, premium plan, you will have included one session a month of coaching just for you, dedicated for you, one hour long, just me and you talking and helping you with whatever you need between time management, social media posts, mindset towards your business and teaching your craft to go into my online school just go to www.theartcakeschool.com and i really really hope to see you at school now in order to 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 tell you a little bit about a, a small background about this episode and why did i decided to do it i have to tell you i have to tell you my latest story of, so I, I still pro, I still don't know if it was negative, or what it was, but a review that I got uh, from a cake. So I this year I was asked to do a wedding cake. I don't do wedding cakes. Actually, the kind of cakes I used to do them at the beginning of my career. There like I said, fifteen years ago. Uh, but then I learned that um, I get, as I get overwhelmed and nervous about a cake, dealing with brides or brides and grooms and families of the brides and the grooms was something that was not for me um, because there were a lot of expectations. And I got very nervous about it and it was, it was worse for my mental and physical health that what I l- earn making the cakes, So I, I didn't go through that path. There's a lot of people I know that just dedicate themselves to do wedding cakes. Amazing. And actually, I work best with the smaller cakes and with birthday cakes. So that's that's what I dedicate myself to in all of these years, to do uh, smaller cakes, more like celebration and birthday cakes. But I was asked to do a wedding cake very last minute. When I say very last minute, it was a cake for about 170, I think it was 170 guests. And I was notified about these cakes three weeks before the wedding. Because the bride couldn't, I mean, she had a lot of problems finding a cake, finding a, the person, she didn't like the, the cake that was included in the venue. And uh, she was like, I'm not going to do any cake. I'm not going to ask anybody to do a cake. But then uh, she and I have a common friend, a person that we know in common. And uh, she recommended the cake. She recommended her to contact me and she contacted me. And honestly, and I don't know if either the bride or somebody's listening to this, I don't think so, but if they're listening to this, I, I wanted to help. I thought like, oh, this person you know, doesn't have a wedding cake. And as a bride, she was very nice, very understandable of the last minute order. And actually it was a very hot uh, weekend. So... At the last minute, also we decided to do a fake, uh, like dummy cake to be exposed in the in the venue, and the the cake that people was going to eat was going to be safe on um, on on the kitchen. You know, it was going to be in the kitchen, and they were going to cut it later. Everything, and um, I didn't have much uh also uh input about the decoration. She just wanted she gave me a lot of things but also uh nothing specific so it was very up to me and that is I think that is worst. I don't know if it happens to you, but that is worst because when you know this person wants this, this is what you do. But when you get creative freedom for somebody else, it's like, well, for me, it could look amazing, but maybe for the other person, it doesn't. So I was very careful. Even it, even it was uh, stressful. It was last minute. And I, I wanted to do things as best as I could. I was very careful, you know, to choose the best ingredients, to have everything very fresh. I was totally out of my comfort zone. I have to be honest. It was a challenge and I wanted to take it as a challenge. Um, I I took it, I took that, uh, that order more of like, let's do it because this person needs it and, and we have a friend in common and, um, you know let's try to help. Uh, but it's not, it was not what I used to do. And I I believe that in every step, every step I took, uh, I, I would have the best result. Um, I didn't have any appointments with the bride or tasting anything, nothing, because it was three weeks. Uh, it was very last minute. Um, I did a cake. I think the cake turned out very beautiful for me. Um, it was. It looked amazing on the venue. I even one of the of the tiers of the cake was edible, so they if they want to cut it for the picture. They could cut it for the picture, and uh, but the cake that the people was gonna eat. I, it, I mean, I even had videos on my Instagram of how I was doing the cakes and layering them and filling them. I was very careful about all the ingredients and all the things, everything had to be very fresh. It was hot, so I wanted to keep the cakes refrigerated as long as I could before delivering it. And I even wrote a set of instructions for the people in the kitchen, how to cut it, uh, how many minutes or Hours or minutes actually, they have to take them out of the fridge so it will have it will be more room temperature when people will eat it and it wasn't be you know frozen or or freezing or cold, so it the cream will be nice and all of that. Uh, the wedding happened, I even took the cake to the venue with my husband and my kid. It was a bit uh, it was an adventure, but we got there. I finished putting the cake. There was a lot of people, it was very hectic, you know, the band was rehearsing, and the people was setting all the sweet tables Were there. Uh, There's a lot of of, um, wedding planners around me. I mean, it was was a whole adventure. I delivered the cake. Um, I even got a call at uh, about 11 o'clock at night, because from one of the wedding planners, because even though I left all the instructions written, I don't know what happened, but they forgot if part of the cake of the dummy cake was edible or not. So I'd say, yes, it can cut the part. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they cut it or not. Um, okay. That was a long story. What happened is I never heard back from anybody, either the the bride, the groom, the people that went to the party that I knew nobody. Um, I, I never heard from them again about, I think it's more than a month later. I got uh, the person that we know in common that was at the wedding came to my house and I just asked her like, how, what happened? Was it, how was the cake? Did did the bride like it or not? And uh, she just say, I know your cake And that was, that cake was not fresh. Uh, That for me, I have to be honest for me, that was a punch in the stomach. I felt like, What? Because I was so sure that all the steps were taken in the correct direction, that everything was done perfectly, and all I knew was the feedback from her from eating the cakes, but not from the final cake that was exposed in the in the venue or pictures or whatever, nothing. Uh, and first of all, I felt like if something went wrong, why nobody told me before? And The second part was, if something went wrong, was it my fault? So I, like I said, for me, there was a punch in the stomach. I felt not well the rest of the night. I went to bed thinking and overthinking about what was going on. But at the end of the day, because I'm starting a path of knowing myself and getting in the correct mindset, I said, well, Christina, of uh, of all of this, The only thing you can control is how do you feel about the comment? Because if you go back and you think, I did everything I could for the cake to be perfect. So maybe if they felt that it wasn't fresh, maybe the people in the kitchen who was very, I mean, getting into the kitchen was very hectic and nobody was listening to me while I was giving the instructions. Uh, Then the lady came like, yeah, yeah, what happened is like, yeah, these are the instructions. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know if they put the cake like in a, in a blast chiller or in a very cold um, fridge that got the cake to be too cold. And when it's too cold, it gets dry. I don't know if they didn't take it out at the time that I asked them to take them out. And when they cut it, it was just, it was, they serve it too cold and it was dry. I don't know what happened. That's out of my control. And that's, that's where I want to get with this episode and all the story. It's like everything that happened or, or what made me feel bad was a comment about a thing that was out of my control, but I was feeling terrible. And I was feeling, I was feeling sad. I was feeling, um, angry at myself not not as the people that could have done something to the cakes or for the bride not saying anything about it i was feeling bad about my like bad to my about me like what did you do wrong you shouldn't have taken that order because that's out of your comfort zone you shouldn't have done that i was like literally uh you know banging my head against the wall like this is my fault and and it got me into an emotional roller coaster. Say, wait a second, I cannot, I cannot do this to myself because it's whatever happened first already happened. That's it. Second, uh, I know I took the best, uh, you know, steps and precautions to have the best experience for this bride, and um, and then nothing. So what can I control out of all of this? I can control how I feel about it. I mean, I could have done so many things with this feedback, but uh, one of the things that I did was, this is going to be the last time, and this was going to be the last, it is the last time, was the last time, that I'm going to let any of the situations control how I feel that's what I need to learn so everything turned out actually um into a very very important learning experience for me for my work for future uh cakes uh for anything well future I don't think I will be doing any more wedding cakes but uh, but yeah it turned out in quite a learning experience so After rambling about all this story, (laughs) moving on, um, the only thing we can control when something like this happens, either if it's a comment on social media, even if it is a comment from a client that you know is out of place because sometimes the client is right. And I guess deep down, we know if the client is right or wrong, um, the only thing we can do is control, or the only thing we have control over is how I feel about this. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways from this episode is that if you control the narrative of how you feel, a lot of things can change because you really are going to learn from the experience. You're, you're going to be humble enough to say, yes, I made a mistake or no, I didn't make a mistake. This is coming from somewhere else, maybe a subjective idea of the client, or yes, I could learn from this and I could do this better. Um, But that will only happen if you take control of the situation. My sweet, sweet friend, if you like this episode, if you love this podcast, I will kindly, kindly ask you to leave me a started review, whatever you're listening to this episode that is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and I think a couple of other ones, but in any of those, just leave me a review, leave me a couple of stars or five stars if you like it, <laughs> so people will find this episode, the algorithm, would we'll put it out there, and more of our K-community will benefit from it share it with your friends download the episode and share them Uh, share them on your social media and tag me because I will answer you back of course I will. And uh, send me comments. Send me your review. Send me your feedback. Even if you don't agree with anything that I say, I would love to hear your opinion. You can find me in any of my social media accounts. I will be leaving the links here on this episode description. I'm on Facebook as The Art Cake Experience. I am on Instagram at Christina underscore The Art Cake Experience. Or you can even find me on YouTube. My YouTube channel, The Art Cake Experience channel. So thank you so much for listening. And please, please, please leave me your review and leave me your comments and your feedback. I would love to hear what you have to say about any of these episodes. Okay, my friends. So uh, talking about social media, you just listen to me talking about my social media. We do expose our work daily on social media and we'll always find... And, and we'll always find difficult uh, clients to deal with. That's always going to happen. But the problem is not the social media. And the problem are not the clients. It's how can I control the only thing that can be controllable out of any situation. is how I respond to it, how I feel about it, and how I move on and learn from years I've seen so many of my peers talking and slashing about clients and comments online and the only thing that is useful for is to keep the criticism happening and the problem growing listen to these people um my sweet friends I'm not gonna call you people I'm gonna call you my sweet friends because you're all sweet if you if you get into a social media, battle, (laughs) talking about bad about a client, or bad about a peer, or bad about an experience, ask yourself this question, is this solving anything? It is not positive for your business, for the business, I mean, the people who does this is not positive for their business and for their image. And it does absolutely nothing to solve the problem. So what can we actually do? Let me share with you what I've done. I've suffered from bullying growing up and I realized that the only way to stop a bully is to remove the importance of your life. So if you get a bad comment, if you get a you know an internet troll saying things about you, whatever this person says, it's irrelevant because what is important is to focus on you, your strengths, the strength of your work and work hard. And work well, work smart. So no bad comments, no troll, no bully can affect you. Because deep down you know is not true. I I do listen to a lot of podcasts, and I said that before uh, in the first episode. That's what inspired me, inspired me to do this episode, this podcast. And one of the people or the person that I that I listen to, uh, it's mindset. Um, I can tell you, it's called Mindset Mentor, if you want to check it out. Um, and, uh, he, he mentioned in one of the, the, of his episode, uh, episodes about how, how do you feel with, with bad comments, with people saying things to you and why do they get under your skin? And, uh, he gave an example that I found awesome. It's like, see, somebody comes to you and says, imagine you're not wearing a hat. I think he gave another example, but imagine this, um, You're not wearing a hat. And this person comes to you and says, you have a ugly hat. You will look at them like, what's wrong with you? I'm not even wearing a hat. What are you talking about? Because you you cannot identify with something that's not true. It's not happening. It's like, what? What are you talking about? What hat? I'm not even wearing a hat. But I'm going to give you an example of something that, uh, I mean, it affects me and I guess many women in the world. Uh, we're all dealing with weight and how do we feel about our visual and our looks and, you know, our body image and everything else. So if, um, if somebody comes to you and say, oh, I think you're getting weight because that is something that is in the back of my mind and it affects me, I let it get into my, under my skin. And i am go like, Oh God, maybe yes. Maybe I'm getting fat. Maybe I need to exercise more maybe, because why did I pay attention to this? I don't, care is like you think i'm fat or not this is my problem it's my thing i'm dealing with it what are you talking about so if you're sure of yourself if you're not wearing a hat what would you bother what would you bother if anybody tells you you're fat or you're wearing a hat like what what are you talking about this is not happening because i um, i cannot identify with that i remove the importance to that it's not true. It's just not true. So if you're so sure about your work, if you're so sure about your cakes, if you know that what you're doing is the best you can do, and somebody comes and says, I, I think your cakes are ugly, you will laugh about it. It's like, yeah, whatever. Just whatever. Just You won't even lose time discussing with that person because it's like, it's not true. What are you talking about? I'm not wearing a hat. So think about that. The only way to stop Bullying is when you remove the importance to it. A bully won't bully a strong person, a strong work, a strong work ethic. A person that is sure of what they do, nothing will affect you, nothing. So that is the first thing that you do, or that is the first thing that I did in order to remove the importance of negative comments, especially negative comments that have no not foundation. It's like, what are you talking about? You remove this you don't exist. you don't you remove the importance to that person because you know that it's not true. So it cannot affect me because it's not true. Second, my sweet friends, please, please, and this is what I wanted to talk to you in the beginning when I said mixing your personal life with your business on social media. This is something that I tell to all my coaching clients and all my groups and in all my communities. Your business social media can have a little uh, of your human side in it. You can show as much as you want to of your human uh, everyday life, maybe as much as you want to, or as for me is as much as is relevant to what I'm doing, to what I'm selling, to what I'm showing. I like to keep things private. My life is my life. My ideas are my ideas. My comments are my comments. Uh, There are things that I do not mix with business. It's my personal ideas, politics, religion, anything that has to... That's my thing. My family. I'm very protective of my family. I can show my husband once in a while, but that's it. I'm very protective because at the end of the day, I'm selling cakes. I don't need... I can be human, I can show my human side without showing my everyday life, my house and my pets and my things. So exposing yourself online and engaging on discussions only grows the discussion and give every participant the right to an opinion. And to say whatever they want, it only keeps the conversation going. And you want a positive conversation to get going. You don't want a negative conversation. You don't want discussion. You don't want uh, fighting online. If you expose Anything that happens to you, a negative comment, a client's experience, people is going to talk. You don't know who knows anyone. So maybe you put that on your page and somebody on your page is friend with that client. How would you feel? When you talk about anything online, be aware that people will give their opinions and their opinions can be different from yours. So if you're not ready to handle that, just don't say anything. Talk to a friend, talk to a family member, talk to your dog, talk to your therapist, but not online, unless you're absolutely sure you can handle whatever is coming. So, you talk about a client or a cake or a peer online, about a bad experience, about your opinion of someone's work, what do you expect but to create a buzz? Now, you are sure of your opinion. It is a sustained opinion, you have proof, then you have to know that what you're saying is entirely true but you know that you're entering a difficult territory that have to be handled carefully if you want to end up standing because otherwise it's going to backlash at you don't dish about your clients and your peers online solve things behind closed doors in private send private messages try to do it in a way that is not exposed because what it's What you're looking at, the the people who's outside, you will have very, very specific friends and special friends. They will tell you, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you should do this. You should do that. But the client, the new client, the person that doesn't know you is going to say, what is this person talking about online? I don't know. Commenting on someone else's post or opinion can also be tricky. Uh, think about engaging in conversations on giving your opinion, especially if it can have a repercussion on you, on your business. Unless, as I said before, you're absolutely sure about your opinions. I'm sorry, my phone is ringing right now. I'm getting notifications. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to change this episode because I'm, I'm really in the zone right now. So, like I was saying... You're absolutely sure that after commenting on somebody else's post, then when you give your opinion, you stand by it and you're strong enough to handle whatever comes your way. Because a lot of things are going to come. In my case, I prefer not to say anything. What do I say? Why do I say all this? Because at the end of the day, social media is to be social, but it is also the window of our business or cake business. Cake business are out there. It is the name of our business and it is our name that is in stake. Would you like to buy from a person that talks badly about their clients online as a customer? Would you like that? Would you like to participate, let's say, on a collaboration with a cake artist that criticizes everyone? Would you trust somebody that talks about everyone not me? I, I won't. I want to invite to a to a K collaboration a person that I know that is always uh, talking bad about other people online because it's going to be trouble. I won't accept that person in any of my groups because I know it's going to be trouble. And I'm not saying that you're not entitled to have your opinion about everybody else and about anything that goes on. Just be careful where you expose that opinion and how you expose it, unless, like I said, you stand by it. You're absolutely sure and you're willing to go all the way and stand by what you say. But then don't start nagging that, oh, I don't know why people is always talking about what I say. Because you're saying it. So if you need to talk, talk to a friend, um, talk to somebody not online. It is so easy. It is just me in front of a keyboard. So it is very easy to just say whatever comes into my mind. You feel like you're not attached to whatever you're saying. Just, I'm just going to say it, whatever happens. But let's think about this. Whatever you say is irreversible. It's going to be online. It's going to be there. So think about that. See every comment as a learning experience, because I already, I talked about giving your opinions and getting into somebody else's opinion. Now, what happens when you get those opinions, when you get those comments? See every comment as a learning experience. Take from it what is important for you to grow and discard the rest. You know if you made a mistake, you know it. So think about that and it's like, yeah, I need to grow. from. I need to learn from this. I need to grow from this. Let's be humble enough. But if it's not true, just let it go. Learn from every experience. Be humble enough to recognize where you have made a mistake. And be so sure of your work that no shallow comment can affect you. Find help if it affects you too much. I'm telling you, find professional help if you think you cannot handle it. I did it. For me, it was an issue of control because I felt like I couldn't control others' opinions of me. And then I realized that I could control my own opinion of myself. And that was the problem. It was, I was thinking like, oh, I wish everybody liked me and I wish I could control what everybody likes about me. And then I realized I'm the one that have to like me. I, ha- I, I am the one that have to be in control of my work and proud of my work enough that I don't, I just, I don't care about the comments of anybody else. And probably this episode is going to get a lot of comments. Um, m- my opinion of me My work, my mindset, my well-being, my mental health, and I know that I work hard, so I was so sure that what I did was good, that nothing affected me. I'm not saying that nothing affects me anymore. Like I said before with the story, it was a punch in the stomach. I wasn't expecting it, but it took me less time to get control back than it would have happened in the past finally my friends like uh like the amazing i don't know if you listen to joe rogan's episode uh podcast he's really good like he says if we really talk and we really communicate you realize there's much more in common than the things that separate us people just need to talk but talk have a conversation not just you know these about everybody else and just shoot out their opinions like nothing and like, I don't care what you're going to think about that. So just keep the conversation, okay? So you will find that you have a lot more in common than not. And it's funny because um, in this world of the cake, of cake decoration, uh, things that I saw happening where I live in Portugal and that I thought that was exclusive from people here, about uh, about peers about competitions about anything else i'm not gonna go into that too deep today um then i listen to people from other countries around the world thanks to cake friends take creative and they all complain about the same thing about people competing with each other talking bad about each other uh not being supported supportive as a community and I was like really that's happening everywhere it's not just here it's happening really everywhere come on people this shouldn't be happening at the day at the end of the day as i always say we make cakes cakes are pretty sweet things that make us happy we're supposed to make people happy and our biggest competition have to be ourselves not everybody else ourselves we make cakes people so let's keep Let's keep it simple and just be nice. Be nice to each other. Be nice to yourself. Be easy on you. It's not everything. I mean, learn from every experience, but grow from every experience. Let it be strong that little comments won't affect us. And I think I've talked a lot today. (laughs) And as always, my friend, stay creative. Occupy your mind with positive and constructive ideas. I would say most of the problems of people is the lack of something to do. Like if you're busy, if you're productive, not just busy, productive and creative, and you're using all of your brain to create beautiful things and to put beautiful things into the world, you won't have a space in your mind to be thinking about talking bad about other people because it will be irrelevant, absolutely irrelevant. So, that's why creativity is important, my friends. That's why I always share this with you. Today was a long episode. Um, and talking about dealing with problems, with comments, I'm probably going to get a few comments on this one. I hope so. Share with me your opinion. Like I always say, I'm not a therapist I'm not an expert on anything that I'm saying. I'm giving you my humble opinion. And all the things that I talk about are things that I have been through and I have overcome. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about that. So I I really hope that you take my humble opinion into consideration. And if you disagree with it, Send me a comment. Send me a DM. Tell me what you think about it. Maybe I can give you a shout out and we can talk about it. Maybe you can come into the show and talk about it. I don't know. We'll think about that. With this, I say goodbye for today. And as always, my friend, I'm going to add a few ones here today. Be nice, be strong, and be creative. I'll see you next episode. Thanks so much for being here. Big, lots of love for all of you. Big hug and lots of love for all of you.